in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. When I'm black to the boot, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 25. I really, really hope y'all checked out episode 24. 24 was really dope. 24 was a little emotional if you listen to it because um it was um dedicated to the late great DMX. And I actually had a lot of my listeners hit me up and they thanked me. For doing that episode, man, rest in peace to the dog, man. And if you listen to the episode, you'll remember when I said losing DMX was like losing one of your favorite uncles, man. So anything that people such as myself can do to have a platform to honor that man and honor his legacy, God bless him, God bless his family, his kids, and his closest friends, all of his friends. And uh, we rocking out, man. Um, Today's episode 25, Um, I want to talk to y'all about greatness. Greatness is something I take very seriously. Very, very seriously. And because a lot of us don't know we're great. A lot of us sleep on our greatness. Sometimes it takes years. It takes failure to unlock your greatness. Uh, it's, uh, uh, imagine you're like a character in a fucking video game. And you have to put a cheat code in or you have to get to a certain level to unlock that achievement. Think of your greatness as an achievement that you have to unlock. You might not see it. People around, sometimes greatness... It's so crazy. People around you will see it before you actually see it in yourself. Why is that? Why the fuck don't we recognize it? And a lot of us have recognized our greatness early on in life. And the crazy thing about it, people on the outside tend to confuse that with us being cocky. It's not us being cocky. It's just we know we're fucking great and we know what we're capable of in life and we know where we're headed and what we want to do and what we're going to do. But here's a few things about greatness, right? To be great, you have to understand greatness. A lot of us don't understand it. You have to look, watch, and listen to be great. Sometimes you have to talk less. Say less. Real talk. You Sometimes to be great, you have to say less. Understanding greatness means you understand it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? If if, if it happens overnight, don't trust that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe. Well, I've seen people become great overnight, and, and it was God blessing them. But sometimes you can't trust it overnight. That might be a test from the universe and it might get taken away from you and you might be in a worse situation than you were before the greatness hit you. But you have to look, watch, and listen. You know what I'm saying? And let me give y'all a personal testimony of myself. For me to get to the next level of where I'm pretty much at now and the levels before that, I had to do a lot of research. I had to do a lot of research. You know what I mean? From, From pursuing music, from producing, writing, rapping, um, to starting my own company a few years ago, I LLC my company. I had to look, watch, and listen. I had to do a lot of research. Um, for me, I'm a visual type of person. I read a lot, but I'm a visual type of person. I like to go on, uh, like YouTube, for instance, and I like to watch a lot of how-to videos. I like to watch a lot of how-to videos. I remember I released a book in 2018. So I, I put out a mixtape. I put out a mixtape on Coast to Coast with DJ Piombo, who's a Coast to Coast DJ from Italy. Shouts out to Coast to Coast and shouts out to DJ Piombo. Dropped a, a mixtape a few years ago called uh, Bruce Wayne Part Two. So the one before that did pretty good. I, uh, I actually did that one with a DJ from Florida. 
who I'm actually not really that cool with anymore because he went on like a whole, uh, I hate Obama, I'm a Republican, I love Trump rant, which was kind of weird for me. Like we kind of had like a, I wouldn't say falling out, but we had words. <laughs> you know, it didn't, talk, it, didn't, it didn't go too good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that's a whole other story. But um, so Bruce Wayne part two did pretty good. I, pu- I put it on that piff. I actually shot um two videos for it. I shot two videos for it. Uh, I shot the I Got It video, which was produced by my homeboy, Chris Cage. Chris Cage from Queens. Shouts out to Chris Cage. Dope fucking producer. Um, I shot the Rocket Shit video, which was actually filmed by my cousin. We did that in Cali, and we did that at three different locations. We was, like, in um downtown L.A., Long Beach. We went to, like, the Palmdale, Lancaster area. We was in the desert. Shout out to my homegirl, Tiffany Denise. Tiffany Denise is, like, a little sister to me. She literally hopped on a plane with me and flew to L.A. and Because she's featured on the song. Cleared the schedule, flew to L.A. with me, and knocked the fucking video out. We was tired as shit, like, the first 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? Because we was up from, like, 2, 3 in the morning. Troop the JFK, caught a five and a half hour flight. You know what I mean? It, it was lit, man. I love I love Tiffany like a little sister. And, and Tiffany is one of the people who recognized my greatness. You know what I'm saying? So I did the, the Bruce Wayne part two mixtape, knocked that out. I decided to write a book from that mixtape. And the book was the book is on Amazon. I'm self-published. It's titled BWP to the Art and Creation. What made me decide to write the book was because a lot of the songs on Bruce Wayne Part 2 had a backstory to it. There was a lot of backstory and meaning to those songs. I, I, I believe there was, what, uh, 19, 20, 21 tracks or some shit on it? I can't remember. It was I was just bang, I was banging out records, B. Dope shit about it. I produced about half of that uh, mixtape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, y'all be sleeping on the kid as a producer. Y'all be sleeping on me. The funny shit is I'll play a song for a person. They'll be like, damn, yo, you spitting. That beat is hard too. Who did it? I did it. Oh, the beat is I. Right. You could have added this. Why y'all be fronting on me like that? What the fuck? I don't get it. But um, I'm, I am a self-published author on Amazon. Now, remember, remember what I said. Sometimes you have to look, watch, and listen. Writing the book was easy. I write very fast. And and um my writing comes from a deep place and I've been writing for years. You know, shouts out to my moms who got me into that. Rest in peace, Ma, I love you. My moms really got me into writing in general. My pops used to write songs and shit, but my mother got me into writing in general. She got me into freehand writing and creative writing. She used to do that. My mother was very big on that. So writing is nothing. The hard part for me was putting the book together. I was used to putting together mixtapes, albums, tracks, and things like that. This was kind of like a new lane for me, but I've always been a reader. So I couldn't figure out, like, why is this, you know what I mean? Bong, bong, bong. There was, I remember, I got, shouts out to Tiffany again. She made the cover for me. She made the front cover and the back cover. I got the front cover, got the back cover. I remember when it was time to finish and um upload everything, I was having, like, upload issues. So what I was doing, I would order, like, uh, sample copies of it. And the cover wasn't right. Like, the cover was right, but the back cover was on the inside. So, I remember reading something on the Amazon slash Kindle site that I had to adjust it. And I had to pretty much... I'm going to give y'all some free game. You know what I'm saying? And y'all need to thank me for this. Because I know a lot of y'all be listening to the shit I be saying. And y'all be applying it to life. And this is what I do. This is what I'm doing this for. I had to open up a, a, a file. I believe a Word file. Take the two covers and line them up and adjust it. So that way I had to save it as a PDF after that, send it off. So that way when the book was printed, it was able to print with the cover on the front and the back cover uh, overlaid to the back. And, and at first I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. But like I said, I look, watch and listen. I actually watched a video on somebody else 
who was a, a self-published author who had to do the same thing. And I cannot remember the person's uh, page. I will give you all the person's page. But you have to look, watch, and listen. So things from that situation to other situations, I will sit for an hour or two hours straight going down the rabbit hole, reading and watching how-to videos to get a lot of things done. Because I believe uh, uh, in saving money. <laughs> when you're a small business owner, which I am a very small business owner, you have to penny pinch. You have to save every dollar. And a lot of y'all understand me because you have to penny pinch not only for your business, you have to penny pinch for life. You have bills to pay. You have rent to pay. You have insurance. You have car note. You got to buy food for yourself. You have to take care of your children. So penny pinching is what's actually, it's one of the key components in surviving as a small business owner. And trying to do that. And, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So watching how two videos has saved me from spending a lot of money unnecessarily on things and services and being able to do it myself. But there's a lot of things that unlocking your greatness, man. Like, don't be in a rush to be great. You have to find your path and you have to walk at that path. You ever, you ever hit a track and just as soon as you got on a track, you just started running fast. A lap, maybe a lap. Uh, and a half, two laps, if you're good, you're tired. You have no more wind in your body. You have to pace yourself. You think Jeff Bezos just jumped out and just started sprinting on the track? No, nah, Jeff Bezos is 57 years old. He was, I believe, 30 when he started uh, Amazon. And Amazon started in his garage, if you do the research of it. And I could be wrong, but I believe it was a bookstore when he launched it. Then a year later, he launched it as a test site. Look where Amazon is at now. Amazon is worth $191 billion. It's a hundred, it's a billion dollar company. Not a one, two, three billion. It's a hundred and ninety-one billion dollar company. This is how much Amazon is worth. And people like me will pump money into it. <laughs> Cause I pretty much furnished a lot of our business off Amazon. Shout shouts out to Amazon, man. Everything, everything from microphones to microphone cords to uh backdrops. I bought all my backdrops. I bought my steamer. My backdrop steamer off Amazon. The dope shit about Amazon, a lot is it's it's more convenient as a Prime member to order your stuff off Amazon, get it the next day or the day after. Well, with the whole pandemic, it's it, some stuff haven't it's they slowed up with the whole next day stuff. But I'm still not tripping off that. Um, it's a little more convenient to do that than go to a store. They not have it. Go to multiple stores. I needed some microphone cords for an old condenser mic about a year ago. Went to Guitar Center. No, I went to Sam Ash. It was crazy bread. I went right on Amazon while in the store, got it for like seven, eight dollars. I got two. And I was like, you know what? I ordered it right before I walked out the store. And then I got it the next day. So your greatness can come in forms of helping people. Yes, yeah, we're paying for that stuff, but a lot of this stuff on Amazon is helping us. When the pandemic first hit, you know, it was an essential, you know, a, a service. A lot of us, a lot of stuff was sold out. Yeah, but you know what? We still got our shit. And it helped us out. So People like Jeff Bezos, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, and I'm willing to bet money that man was told no and laughed at many, many times. I'm, I'm pretty sure because most of the people that succeed in life on high levels have been told 10, 20 times before one person said yes. They've been told 10, 20 times before they said, you know what? I'm not asking nobody for shit anymore. I'm gonna do it on my own, and that's when your greatness will start kicking in. Yeah, it's the boy Product. This is Life of Product Podcast. We got to pay some bills real quick. Shouts out to Inga. We're going to take a break and come right back. Yeah, what up? What up, man? It's the boy Product. We are now back with the Life of Product Podcast. This is episode 25. We are talking about greatness today. I was actually excited to do this one because this is something that's been heavy on my heart for a long 
long time when it comes to talking about greatness. Greatness is some, some serious shit. And it's, it's something that a lot of us take for granted. We don't, we don't, we don't really, we, we overlook it. It'll be within us and we'll overlook it on so many levels. So many levels we'll overlook it. And there's been times I've overlooked it. I've overlooked my greatness. Even, even when it came to dating, like I, I feel like a lot of us, such as myself, have lowered our standards and dated lower when we were too great to be in that situation. We were too great to be with that person. This is not me thinking I'm better than anybody because that that is I was not raised like that. But you ever looked at back at your life and be like, you know what? Fuck was I thinking? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever looked at your life and was doing something you shouldn't have been doing and be like, I'm too good to be doing this. You're great. That's part of your greatness knocking on your brain like, stop. You're too good for this. You deserve better. You, you should not be doing this. Greatness comes in many forms. As parents, we need to recognize the greatness in our children. We need to recognize. I think I told you guys before, um, you know, my oldest son and my youngest son, um, they're, they're in the music. You know, you know what I mean? My, my, my oldest son, you know, they're in the, they love sports too. My oldest son was a wrestler for a while. Um, we box now. I, I train him. I take him to the gym. We hit the bag. We do drills and things like that. My oldest son, I taught my oldest son how to produce when he was younger, um, when I used to have my crib in Queens, I had a studio in there. So when he was uh, four going into five years old in kindergarten, he used to come in the studio. I was off Friday and Saturdays. He would make like a little uh, tent and a, like a little uh, bed thing with the blankets. And he would fall asleep every Friday night while I was in there writing. I would be in there producing. So I got him into producing when he was about six or seven years old. Um, the first uh, form of producing I showed him was on the keyboard. And I also... I bought him an Android phone at the time, and I, he downloaded apps to produce, and he used to, like, play his beats for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they wasn't that great at the time, but I saw the potential in it. I saw the potential in it. So when I moved to Jersey, he was a drummer. He he played drums, and they would do, like, one concert a month, and he was really nice with it. He got really, really good at it. And I um from that, he's producing now. He has FL Studio. I bought him a couple MIDI keyboards and things like that. He's banging out beats. He he's rocking out. He's on Cymatics downloading samples. He's he's doing his thing and he's learning how to mix. I recognized his greatness early on. And not only did I recognize his greatness, I recognized the love that he had for what he's great at. You understand? And and that's another thing too. You have to have a love for what you're great at. You could be great at something but not have a love for it. If you're great at something and you don't have a love for it, it's a whole waste. It's a waste. Because if you don't have the love for it by a certain age, it's going to kind of be hard for you to find the love for it. It's going to be hard for you to grow that love for what you're great at. You might be so consumed doing other things. What you're great at might seem boring to you. It, 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 it might it might be something where you feel you'll, you won't make money at it. But if God gave you this talent, if God gave you this greatness, there is a way for you to make money for it. It might take you a, a good amount of years to get there, but you're going to get there. So in me as a, a parent and recognizing the greatness in, in my kids, my youngest son plays keys and he plays violin. He's great. My youngest son at a certain age started learning how to read music. His ear for music is amazing. He could hear a note on the radio and replay it on a keyboard. So the crazy thing is last year for his birthday, I bought him a keyboard. I, I think a, a 70, I bought him a 76 key keyboard. This year, his, his birthday is actually this week. Yeah. Shouts out to my son. Happy birthday in advance, kid turn up is real i bought him a violin you know what i mean and, and i bought him a really really nice violin because he plays both but he loves keys and strings more so he's been off the violin for a while now time to get back into it you know he's been on the keyboard i recognize his greatness 
early on, and and it it was great going to my son's concerts. They were always uh, he used to go to um um uh, was Cicely Cicely Tyson uh middle school. So when he was in Cicely Tyson Middle School, um, and he was actually in Cicely Tyson uh, Elementary School as well. That is a performing arts school in East Orange, New Jersey. Shouts out to the staff there. Shouts out to the music department. They are incredible, and they really work with these kids. They really put their best foot forward in teaching kids how to uh, write music, uh, teaching these kids the ins and outs of actually playing instruments. So they would do like one concert a month. They would do one concert a month. The kids would the kids would have to dress up. This is how real it was. The kids would have to put dress pants on, dress shoes, dress shirts. And you know what I mean? It, it was dope. It was it was dope. The environment, the energy, and the kids loved it. The kids loved it. The kids loved it. I never seen not one kid have a problem with it when I would go to the to the to the shows and the concerts and things like that. And my son is really good at it. And I see his potential. I've seen his potential. And his greatness with that before he did it, before he even started it. We would listen to music. I would play beats. We listen to the radio. The way he would hum the music, I knew he was gonna have a love for it. Same thing, same thing with my daughter. Yeah, my, my I bought my daughter a guitar <laughs> recently for her birthday. My, my daughter loves guitar. She she loves it. But my also my daughter also has a greatness, not just for music. She's an artist. When my daughter was little, I spent a lot of money on paint sets. Art sets, all kind of stuff, art supplies. If my, hey, listen, if she wanted, she gets it, and that, and that's real talk. I don't think twice. I'm, I'm not one of those parents that say, "Let me think about it." Fuck that. You want it? Send me the Amazon link and let's order it. We'll go to the store. We'll pick up shit because my daughter is great. My daughter does a lot of freehand drawing. My daughter is into anime, so she wants to create her own anime. So it's it's so real. We have talks. We I sit down with my daughter. We have talks about anime styles. We we look at older cartoons we i teach her about i taught her about vampire hunter d how the anime style of those older cartoons look different from the anime style of today slightly the colors are different it was a little more dull i I showed her stuff like akira and she's into uh naruto she loves dragon ball z but she's more into naruto and things like that she's in uh hero my academia i don't know i'm saying it wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shit like that. She likes bleach and things like that. I always I sit my daughter down and we have real conversations about NFTs and things like that. You know, and I, a lot of y'all don't really know about NFTs, but NFTs is the wave now and it ties into crypto. And the with a, any artist listening now, I'm dropping free game on y'all. If you are an artist, you could be an artist that draw by hand. You can draw on a tablet, an iPad. You can do digital work. You can be a photographer. Google NFTs and start studying it study it. My, I made my daughter study NFT. She hasn't made an NFT yet, but you know, she's going to get into that. And I told her, and I gave her some of the best advice I could. I said, when it comes to getting into the whole NFT stuff, make sure you're ready. I said, you're great with art now, but I don't think you're ready with NFTs. I said, but when you are ready with NFTs, I'm going to put my best foot forward and I'm going to help you on every level that I can when it comes to it, to creating it, to selling it, to understanding it. The good thing about NFTs even though I'm, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm horrible when it comes to. I'm horrible. When I was a kid, I used to get the like the um the tracing books, the color books, and I still I couldn't even do that shit. I'm bad at that shit. The good thing at it, she's great at that. And the good thing about me, I understand a lot when it comes to cryptocurrency. I understand about how to buy. I understand about the platforms, which apps to use. I understand about gas fees, and this is the knowledge that you need when it comes to NFTs. So listen. She can handle the art part. Daddy handles the business part whenever she's ready. And this is what I'm here for. Like, I recognize my my greatness 
wasn't just me being a rapper. It wasn't just me being a businessman. It wasn't just me being a writer, a producer. My greatness was helping people understand their greatness. My greatness is also pushing people to the line and to the levels of greatness that they need to be at. They might not see it, but when I see it, I'm going to push you there. And I told y'all, I am the inspiration dealer. That's my job. And, and I recognized here on uh, quite a few years ago that I'm that median between people and their greatness. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we, we won't see that. You know what I mean? I, I tell people all the time, business is a talent. Helping people is a talent. And, and I recognize it. It took me years to see that. I I... I Figured it out a few years ago, but it took me years to see it. And honestly, this is the honest to God truth. Once I saw that in myself, my whole perspective on life changed. I look at life totally different now. And that is the honest to God truth. Because before, yeah, I was looking at it one way. But when I started seeing that, I started looking at it a whole different way. Yeah, it's the boy Product. This was episode 25 of the Life of Product podcast. Greatness. I'm out, baby. Yeah.